Hi, this is Helen, and thank you for joining me for a cup of teal. Teal is shorthand for the future of work. It means bringing your whole self to work, a focus on purpose and self-management. And this podcast is a chat over a cup of tea with the people who are making this happen in health, care and public services. Stories of self-management in action. Talking to Emma Back gives me a new kind of hope for social care. She's the force behind Equal Care Co-op, a startup looking at a platform-based care and support model with co-production at its heart. I've been so inspired that I became one of their first investors. Emma explains the ideas behind the platform, decision-making and sociocracy. And if that wasn't radical enough, she introduces care coins at the end of our conversation. I can see a future where her platform-based work and well-being teams combine. Her energy is infectious and I hope you have a cup of tea ready to listen to Emma back. My name's Emma and I founded Equal Care Co-op with a group of other lovely people last year. Like everything in life, it was very much a journey and we are still on it. The core idea behind the cooperative is to create a service or a way of experiencing care and support that puts the relationship between the person giving and the person getting support absolutely at the top. So they are the people with the decision-making power. They own the organisation as well, and they will own the technology we're building too. It's still very early days. We're very much in startup mode and we are exploring the multifaceted dimensions of this model and this approach in the Cold Valley in West Yorkshire, which is not a normal place really for (laughs) for a digital (laughs) platform business to start, but one which feels entirely appropriate, entirely right. I am really excited about this because I am one of your investor members and saw this as such huge, huge potential in care that I wanted to get involved straight away. So where are you up to with the development right now and what are the next stages or phases? So we are in prototype stage, which basically means that we have done a lot of user research and a lot of kind of work with the people who will be using the platform. And we have a tech for good agency called AUP based in Leeds, a very appropriate Yorkshire name. And we're doing what's what are called sprints with them, which are basically intense weeks of work where there is a very kind of clear outputs and you kind of end up with basically pieces of the platform itself and a user journey. So that might look like, so what does the sign up process look like? What does the matching process look and feel like? The way that we're designing this entirely conforms to the purpose of our organisation. So it's not about managers being able to see absolutely everything. There's a lot of kind of discussion and testing really about what data rights and transparency really looks like when you're thinking about it from the perspective of 
the people who are at the heart of that that caregiving relationship includes family as well, of course. Thank you. So you're sprinting at the moment, you're developing the platform. Are you actually supporting or working with any individuals right now? Yes, we are, which is, it feels quite <laughs> surreal actually, because we've been sort of working on the idea for so long. So yes, we went out to recruitment in January and we've recruited so that our independent care and support workers using a full kind of recruitment process. And then we've made our first match and we are in the process of making our second and third. So we know that there are already some platform-based models where people can choose their carers, for example, and negotiate directly with the carers. How are you aspiring to be different to what's already available? It's funny because a lot of the tech side of what we're doing doesn't really differentiate because they're all building beautiful websites. They're all building, you know, they're doing all of the work around agile and kind of customer journeys and kind of making it a very smooth and seamless experience. So, and we need to be able to compete on that. It's all very well being ethical and having excellent values but if your product is not as good as the others then you're going to struggle so on that front on the kind of digital front a lot of what we're offering will be quite similar however (laughs) the really key differentiators that I'm seeing both predicted and have seen emerge as well is the sense of ownership that being part of the cooperative brings and then Everything that falls out from that, existing platform businesses still take an incredibly atomized view of what care means. So it's, I'm providing a service, there's a care worker that's going to turn up to your door, it's going to be better than what you're getting from the agency because you're going to know that person and you've got all of these lovely digital tools to help Mm -hmm. a relationship along. What I don't get as a care worker or as somebody getting support and family is a sense of community, something that has been created over the past kind of six to eight months um, with this circle idea. So people in the community, in your own community, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter if you're giving support or you're a relative or you're getting support or it doesn't matter it's coming together to form a community circle. And then that is kind of the locus of where a lot of the coordination and a lot of the support takes place. The other key differentiator is that we're not shying away from the importance of peer support. So when you get onto that platform as a user, the existing platforms as a user, you are only ever a customer. You're only ever receiving support and receiving a service. We think that there are serious problems in this country with stigma and with how people perceive individuals who are getting support. And by opening up the platform to say, well, all right, you you know, you can get support, but you can also give support if you would like, <laughs> if you would like to do this, because your lived experience could be immensely, uh, it could be life changing for, for somebody else. And and that's actually kind of going back to a purer model of how platforms are supposed to work, where you can be on both sides of it. So with us, you can get support and give support. You can be doing both. 
It sounds to me that it's a platform-based model that has community at its heart too. And I know that you are exploring different ways of working together and using something called sociocracy, um, which is similar in some ways to the process we're using of holacracy. So can you say a bit about that, Emma? Uh, yes. So those two approaches are incredibly closely aligned. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're sisters to one another. I did a lot of exploring, actually, of holacracy and other alternative models of decision-making. So decision-making that didn't rely on a hierarchical approach. So where you operate within a defined area of responsibility and then anything that takes you out of that area, you need to refer to a manager. And then it's sort of recursive, the manager's manager, the manager's manager, manager. So I was looking at forms of organization that didn't rely on hierarchy to work. Sociocracy, I found through an organization called Sociocracy for All, which is a nonprofit based in the US. And when I found it, I thought, okay, yeah, this is it. <laughs> um, there's no consultants sitting behind a paywall. There's no, this is, they really mean it. They really, really mean it. And in essence, it's a decision-making model, which relies on these principles. One is about equivalence. Everyone's voice is heard. But then the other is about getting things done and effectiveness. It's not the same as things like consensus decision-making, which can slow things down quite considerably, but it uses a few tools that are so simple, but feel so magical when they're regularly in use. The key one of which is the round, so speaking in rounds. And it, it feels quite structured at first, but then as you get used to it, it becomes more and more natural. And as I found myself participating in meetings and decision-making processes that were not sociocratic, I realized how differently I behaved in those sorts of meetings. So I would either be very quiet if it was, face it, male-dominated, or I felt like I had to fight to be heard. So as a result, you, you've always got this like little edge of not aggression, but bordering on it because you have to find your space and you have to kind of create your space in the meeting when it's like, oh, everybody's talking. And then I noticed even more when I was the one talking and there were people there who weren't. And then you come to the end of the meeting and go, oh, well, we've heard from 60% of the people in this room. So we are 40% poorer. <laughs> yeah. Completely, completely agree and understand that um, from our experience of using very different meeting styles too. So Emma, I'm listening to you. You are radical in the way you're using technology and building technology, in the way that you're building community, in the way that you're organizing yourself as a cooperative and shared ownership and using sociocracy. But there's more, isn't there? Tell me about care coins. <laughs> Care coins really came about just as a way of facilitating what I was talking about earlier with the peer support, but it's sort of grown beyond that now. So a lot of peer support programs uh, really rely on volunteering and it's very, very rare that any peer supporters, no matter how experienced, will actually get paid for the help that they offer, even though 
that help might be the single biggest thing in that person's journey. Without being able to magic any more money in the system to pay people to do peer support, I started looking at um, alternative currency and very influenced by Edgar Kahn's book, No More Throwaway People, um, which links the economic importance of co-production to, I mean, he came up with time banking. So we are going to embed this into the platform. The idea is that you can offer support to somebody, care coins, and then use those care coins to spend on your own support. This is not new. This has been around for decades. <laughs> because we're also inviting community volunteers in who are part of the circle and will be doing volunteering to, to support people in their area, they can also earn care coins. This is the idea. And then if you're volunteering and you're earning care coins, you can choose to gift those back to somebody who is not able to earn. So this is kind of thinking about the redistribution problem in time banks, where often the people who are able to do the most earn the most time credits, but then don't really want to spend them. So there needs to be a way of redistributing that work. We're on the incubator program with the Finance Innovation Lab to explore and develop this idea. So we're, we're talking to a huge range of different people who are specialists and experts in like a mix like alternative currencies, time banks, and of course, crypto, blockchain. Yeah, I, we're, we're being careful about that. Technology can offer false promises a lot of the time. And the most important thing is community and language as well. What could people do, Emma, to find out more or to contribute or to invest in what you're doing? I mean, we're definitely more active on Twitter than Facebook. Um, but our Twitter handle is Equal Care Co-op. And that's the same for Facebook as well. Thank you. I would be delighted if we could um, touch back with you every three or four months and find out how this is going. This is one of the most exciting things to be happening in health and care at the moment. And um, I would love to be part of sharing your journey with people. Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your reflections. Please tweet me. I'm at Helen at WB Teams. This podcast is a companion to Open Teams. On this podcast, we share the voices and stories of pioneering organizations in health, care, and public services. And on Open Teams, you can see the documents that they're using. Have a look at openteams.co.uk. And if you're interested in wellbeing teams, please come and find me on LinkedIn, where I share a weekly two-minute film, or my blog site, helensanderson.net. And finally, if you're interested in self-management and need some support along the way, I'd love to hear from you. I'm at helen at wellbeingteams.org. Thank you.